And tonight, uh, what I wanted to talk to you about is I wanted to talk to you about visions. So turn in your Bibles to um, Acts 2. And when the Holy Spirit came, when Jesus died on the cross, he died so that we could have the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost. Holy Spirit, come, come, come. Acts 2.17 And it came to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Say all flesh. All flesh. Is that some flesh or all flesh? All flesh, right? Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Okay, so who is that? Your, so that's boys and girls, right? Men and women shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. So what he's saying here is he's saying, I will pour out my spirit and in doing so, so, guess what's going to happen? You're going to have dreams. You're going to have visions, which means you're going to have encounters with me so that you can then prophesy. You're going to see what's happening in heaven. You're going to hear what's happening in heaven. So then you can prophesy, which means it's, he said, this is how I want you to pray. Remember in Matthew, he said, they were like, you know, how, how do we pray? Jesus, the disciples, right? They're asking him, how do we pray? And he's like, oh, well, this is how you pray on earth as it is in heaven. I want you to pray that what's going on in heaven will come and you are going to release it on the earth. So you're going to see it, you're going to hear it, and then you're going to prophesy it. That means that whatever you say and whatever you've, that whatever you've seen, you say, what did Jesus say? He said, I only do what I see my father doing and I only say what I hear my father saying. So what was he doing? He was taking what was in heaven and he's bringing it to the earth. Now notice I put my hand up here because most people think, where's heaven? It's on a cloud somewhere. I don't know. Like it has some sort of external address. But it doesn't. Heaven is within man. Heaven has gone within man. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we carry around Jesus everywhere we go. Right? So turn to um, Ephesians 3. Because Paul understood this. So what he continued to say in Ephesians 3. Well, let's start in Ephesians 1.17. Are you there yet? Give me a whoop when you get there. All right. Ephesians 1.17. This is a prayer. This is called an apostolic prayer, Paul being an apostle. This is what he was praying for the church. He said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, in the knowledge of God, that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, meaning that, that your, the eyes, you can begin to see what's happening in the heavenly realms, that your eyes would be enlightened, meaning that the scales that are on your eyes could come off so that we can finally see, so that we can begin to prophesy, right? And so he goes on and he says that your eyes may be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, and what are the riches of the glory 
of, the, of his inheritance in the saints. So he's like, listen, you cannot know what is the hope of the calling of God for your life and what all of heaven and all of the saints that have gone before you are, are rejoicing over you unless your eyes are enlightened to see what's happening in heaven. Glory! And then he goes on in, in chapter 3, and he's still praying, and he says this, chapter 3, verse 16, that he would grant to you according to the riches of his glory, that you would be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. And so he's talking about this realm of heaven, this place of our inner man, that would be strengthened as we see and our eyes are enlightened. What it does is it causes our inner man to be strengthened so that we know and understand how to ascend and descend. You see, the ministry that God has given us and the activities and the practices that God has given us is not so much unlike the angels. We're both created beings. The difference between the two is that we are created in the image of God and we have the spirit of God that resides in us. But what do the angels do? They ascend to the throne and they come down to bring heaven to the earth. So they go before the Father and they say, God, what is your will? And he says, you are a messenger. Who are we? We are messengers. So he says, I want you to take what you see in heaven and I want you to bring it to the earth. Amen? Amen. So I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, that all shall prophesy. If it says that all will prophesy and, and his spirit is, is going to be poured out on all flesh, that means that everyone should be dreaming and everyone shall be having visions. But if you look around at the body of Christ... The majority of the body of Christ is still in the outer courts and they're begging for their bread. He said, listen, I don't want you to ask me for what you need. I don't want you to, you don't have to do that. Because I already know what you need. What I want you to do is there is a storehouse in heaven and I have gone before you to prepare a place for you that then you can access that place and you can get from me what you need and bring it to the earth. Now, I've been to these places. I go to the places in heaven. I access that place and I bring down not only what I need, but, but he also does, he does several things. He gives me what I need because it's there. I see it. Okay? And then he also strengthens me in my inner man, which means he tells me the good news about who I am in him. And then the third thing that he does, when I go to this place and my eyes are enlightened to see him in the heavenly realms, there's realms, there's, there's not an address, it's a realm. When I go to that place, what's the next, what's the third thing I do? I see his face. I see the eyes that are like a flame of fire, just like John saw on the island of Patmos. I saw, I see him. And when I see him, I become like him. When I look upon him, I become like him. As I'm looking, like I'm looking in a mirror. 
That's the good news. That's the gospel. He said this is the kingdom of heaven. This is the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom of heaven and all else will be given unto you. We may want to think to ourselves, you know, I want, I, I want that all else will be given unto me. I want the all else. I want to function in the glory. I want to function in the fullness. I want everything that God has for me this side of eternity. Right? Peter had a vision. The Lord was showing him in, in Acts. Peter has a vision and the Lord's showing him that the Gentiles are going to get the Holy Spirit. Okay, where was he when he had the vision? He was in prayer. So he says, it's a six hour, I'm in prayer. All of a sudden I was caught up in a trance and I began to see. So he began to see with his eyes, right? The next, Paul is having a vision. He heard the Lord redirect him from Jerusalem. So in one vision, he sees a picture. He sees something come down into the open before him. The second is that he hears the voice of the Lord in the second vision, right? Paul even talks about this in, in Corinthians and he says this, he says, Paul tells of a man who was caught up in the third heaven into paradise and that he himself goes there regularly. He's caught up, caught up, caught away. This is a man just like you. He's caught up into the third heaven where he can see. See what? He sees paradise. And we get to do that as well. This is so much fun. I can't tell you what this is like going to this place. I can't tell you how life-giving it is. And it and it's 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 just and it's as easy as this. And it happens in a blink of an eye. You don't have to labor to get there. All we have to do is we have to free our minds from being captive by the things of the world. Because when Jesus came, what is the first thing that he said when his ministry began? Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So he's saying to us, you have to change your mind. Your minds and the way that you think is wrong. Because the, the way that you process information... I have two microphones. <laughs> it's a double portion. Come on. I ought to turn both of them on and we'll just see what happens. Woo! They'll hear me and compel. <laughs> Wake up! <sighs> That's a first. That's awesome. All right. <clears throat> Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then what he did, he went into the temple to announce his ministry and he pulls out the scroll and he opens up Isaiah 61 in Luke 4.18. And he says... Listen, I have come to preach the good news. I have come to preach this gospel to the poor. Those that are, that are not only, you know, poor in the natural, but those who are poor in spirit. Those whose hearts are broken. Those who are weary. Those who are, who are, who are hungry. Those who really are ready to receive him. And he says this, I've come to set the captives free. 
I've come to set the captives free because your minds are in a prison. Because what happened in the garden is that Eve and Adam ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They were not eating the knowledge of God, which was the tree of life. That was the knowledge of God. That's the knowledge that we are supposed to seek. But we're still in that prison of, of, of functioning in the knowledge of good and evil. So, so our minds, that's why children can access this realm like this. Because they haven't been programmed by the world how to think. Well, we have to be solution-minded. Okay, we have to seek out solutions for the problems that we have. Um, what other ways does the world tell us to begin to process? It teaches us how to process information. And so we've been trained through the years on the do's and the don'ts and the evils and the goods. But God said, no, my sons are those that are led by the Spirit. So therefore, their minds have been set free. Right? The other thing that he said, he said, listen, I've come to set the captives free. I've come to set your hearts free. I've, so there are two things that he's doing in, in the keys. He got the keys. He's unlocking this prison cell of our minds so that we can enter in. Because if you have a mind that is worldly, you cannot enter into the kingdom. You cannot. That's why he said it's difficult for a rich man to enter into the kingdom because he, he realizes how adept he is at functioning in the world. And he's learned so much and become so knowledgeable about advancing his own kingdom, growing his own wealth, that there's no hunger there for the deep things of God and the deep things of the kingdom, but also his mind has, ne has not truly been set free. So if we're supposed to live out of the place of this kingdom realm, this other place, and ascend to the place of heaven in order to satisfy the deep desires of our hearts in that longing for love, in that longing for the knowledge of God, in that, in that longing for, for the, the, the needs that we have on the earth, that place is only going to be satisfied through heaven the wisdom of God the knowledge of God the truth of God the understanding from God we must learn this we must learn how to ascend to this place I love what Daniel said <clears throat> he said it like this let me Daniel 4, he said, these were the visions of my head while I was on my bed. Ooh, that's somewhat poetic. I was looking and behold a tree in the midst of the earth, and its height was great. Daniel 4.13, I saw in the visions of my head while on my bed, and there was a watcher, a holy one, coming down from heaven. So, beloved, what we need is a deliverance. That's right. 
We need to be delivered of the stinking thinking that's keeping us from receiving the visions of the Lord. Because if he said it in Joel 2, and he said, I'm pouring out my spirit on all flesh so that you will see visions in order to prophesy. If you're not dreaming, if you're not seeing visions, the, most of the church and most of the, the lost world is still lost because the sons of God are not seeing and therefore we're not prophesying.